Hey, Todd. Hello, Todd? You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. Hey, everybody. This is Jeff DeWolf from Braving Bad Bosses. And I am here alone today. Uh, My partner in crime, Todd Chandler, has decided to take just a little bit of time off from our podcast to pursue his latest trail running adventure. He is my trail running hero. Matter of fact, I think he's training to do something along the lines of 300 miles, I guess, over the course of a, of a few days. Can't even get my head wrapped around that, to be honest. I'm not sure I, I even run 300 miles a year, much less kind of doing it all back to back to back. But um, I, he finds that fun. And um, if he can do it, more power to him. So um, in light of that, Todd's going to take a little bit of time off. And I'm going to fly solo for these next episodes, specifically dealing with breaking the cycle of bad management. Um, We know that we've been talking for a couple of seasons now about kind of the horror stories of bad bosses. Season one was just filled with terrible horror stories that uh, left us kind of scratching our head about what to do other than just quit, which uh, was not really the purpose of our podcast. Our podcast was designed to help us learn to brave bad bosses, maybe weather them, weather the storm, kind of wait them out, if you will. But uh, season one was full of just terrible stories. So that uh, that was interesting. Uh, season two, we, we focused on sins of omission because we started to think about the things that we need our bosses to do that they just don't seem to do. And that was a great season as well. Go back and listen to those. I encourage it. But this season, we wanted to focus on breaking the cycle, breaking the cycle of bad management that's been going on for decades and generations even. Um, but we think we can do it. We think that the listeners of this podcast can incorporate some real tangible leadership practices into our our own daily practices, our own daily behaviors, and uh, begin to influence our organization upwards, if you will. So to uh, to use a guideline for this season, we're going to use the new book that I just published called Leaders Lead, the mindset and skill set of real life leadership. It uh, it follows kind of a, an outline of a couple of foundational concepts about leadership and then moves right into practical chapters about things we can do every single day to demonstrate that we are actively leading. So I'm encouraging you to take a look at that, but we'll use that book as kind of a guideline for the episodes in this season of Braving Bad Bosses. Okay, so last week, Todd and I got started with the first chapter of that book dealing with this management leadership kind of dichotomy or the distinction between management and leadership. And I think we had a pretty lively debate about whether there is a difference, kind of whether it makes sense to draw distinctions or not. So go back and take a listen to that. Um, After that, we we jump into this idea here today of management styles, and specifically um, this idea that I have about omnidimensional leadership, that managers and leaders of people need to embrace the fact that leading well requires us to be well-rounded. It requires us not to just leverage our strengths and settle into that natural leadership style, but it really requires us to embrace this idea that there are lots of dimensions of leadership that need to be understood and need to be applied to our daily work lives, that we can't sit in our comfort zone and just do the things that come naturally to us. Uh, We have all been around managers and leaders who, who act that way. You know, and they kind of sound like, you know what, this is just who I am. Everyone needs to understand that and kind of get with the program. I'm the boss. I've earned this. 
So the idea of omnidimensional leadership is an, inter- is an idea that we introduce in this chapter, and it really comes from a disk-based leadership tool that I fell in love with several years ago called The Eight Dimensions of Leadership. And there's a book called The Eight Dimensions of Leadership as well that I, I would recommend to all of our listeners. That book really started me down a journey of self-awareness, down a journey of, of realizing that effective leadership means understanding our limitations and our strengths and learning to compensate and learning to, to be intentional about the, the sides of our leadership style that, that may need some rounding out. So if you're interested in that, pick up the book, Eight Dimensions of Leadership. I think, you, I think there's a link in there to, to, a, to an, a free or very inexpensive assessment where you can learn about what, which dimension maybe is your natural leadership style based on your personality type, and then begin to learn about all of the other types that are equally as important as well. So omnidimensional leadership really speaks to that idea that we have to understand what we're good at. And what we're good at usually is comes from what we feel most comfortable with, what comes naturally to us. And these are the things that when you roll out of bed in the morning, this is the way we act. It doesn't take a whole lot of intentionality, and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort, but the flip side is also true. It means that when we roll out of bed in the morning and we go to work and we start leading our people, there are going to be things that we just frankly don't do, that we skip, that we have, uh, we have very little interest in. And so we allow those things to, to be missed, to be overlooked in our daily practices. So the eight dimensions model that uh, was produced by the, the people at Wiley and the Everything Disc people talk about eight different dimensions. And they range around a circle, starting at the top with pioneering and moving around the circle to something called energizing, affirming, inclusive, humble, deliberate, resolute, and commanding. And they, these types correspond to the DISC model, and so it's based in a lot of great personality research. But once we learn which of those eight dimensions is our natural style, we can then start to work on the skills and behaviors that come naturally to people on the other side of that circle. So um, the, the idea really there is just pretty simple. It is leaders who care about becoming effective leaders and, be, and being effective in their leadership embrace this idea that there will come a time when I need to use my inclusive skills. If I'm naturally commanding, in inclusive skills, um, which happen across the circle on this, on this model, are very difficult. But there, there are times when I need to do that. I need to be intentional about it. And the opposite is true. If my natural style is to be inclusive, there probably are going to be times when I need to adopt more of a commanding presence, a commanding attitude in, in the workplace. And it, for me, it's, it's equally as hard. Okay, so before we move on, I want to mention this idea of mindset. It's one of the things I talk about a lot, to be honest. One of the reasons training, I think, fails uh, in many cases is that we jump right into skill set before we really deal with mindset. And this happens in leadership training all the time. So I think it's important to, to talk about mindset. Mindset has to come before skill set. What do I mean by mindset? What kind of mindset do we need? Well, I think to be an effective leader, the kind of person that other people want to follow, we need to have the mindset of servanthood, okay? Now, that may seem a little bit overused, but, but stick with me for a second. If our mindset is one where we come to work and our primary objective is to meet the needs of our people, uh, no matter what they may be, the needs for, for direction, the need for 
for prioritization, the need for coaching, even constructive criticism, um, the need for clarity, the need for conflict resolution, all of those things are required of good leadership. But if we don't have the mindset that our first job is to deal with those things and to help our people, we're not really going to put the skill set into practice. We're going to slip into our comfort zone, and we're just going to do what comes naturally to us. And, uh, and that may not look like servanthood at all. So we talk a lot about this in the book and in, in, in my programs, that we have to have the correct mindset of leadership before we embark on learning the skill set. Well, that was Hell's Bells. And uh, believe it or not, that basically means that um, it's time to wrap up. And so in order to keep these podcasts short, when we hear Hell's Bells, I'm going to kind of break it down into what's the, kind of the bottom line, you know, what is it that I can do now, maybe a practical tip or two. So here we go. Effective leaders are those that stretch out of their comfort zone. So if, if your natural comfort zone is one of kind of being a pioneering, energizing type of leader, that takes very little effort. That's what we kind of default to. But with that strength comes a natural limitation. And that means that things like being very deliberate, being process-oriented, being, you know, paying attention to detail, focusing on facts and not just on kind of intuition, those, are thing, those things are going to come with effort. Those things are going to take more energy to stretch into. So that's kind of the bottom line. And so if I had to just sum up with a couple of things that you could do right now is think about this. What part of your daily experience of leadership causes you the most discomfort? What are the things that you feel like, you're, like are causing you to stretch? That's a pretty good indication that whatever those things are, are not your natural personality style. So if you find it easy to spend hours and hours and hours alone in your office, kind of heads down, working on projects, spreadsheets, analysis, planning, and you find it more difficult to kind of get out and spend time with your people, find out how they're doing, check in on them, do a little coaching, do a little sharing, talk about the weekend, then it's probably a pretty good indication that your style is going to be down there sort of in that deliberate, resolute, humble area of the eight dimensions. And it's going to take more effort to go out there and be energizing and affirming and pioneering. And the, and the opposite is true. So understand your strengths, understand your limitations. Being a good leader is being omnidimensional. It's realizing that when my team needs something, I'm willing to stop what I'm doing and go and meet that need put on that other leadership style, that, that leadership hat, if you will, and play that role for them, then I can move back into my natural style. But being willing to do that is, is really the spirit of leadership and having the spirit of omnidimensional leadership. With that, I want to wrap up by saying that you can break the bad boss cycle if you adopt the mindset and skill set of real life leadership. So join us next time as we explore the important issue of taking ownership of our available time so that we have the margin in our days to do the things of leadership.